Welcome to season four of the Fit Farming Food Mom podcast. Connie is a world champion powerlifter, former bodybuilder, and an elite trainer and nutrition coach. As a movement enthusiast and health nerd, she is here on this show to speak with educated guests and dive into the realm of all things health, fitness, mindset, and everything in between. If you enjoy this show, please do us a huge favor by smashing the like or subscribe button and leaving a review. Now, let's get to the show. Hello and good morning, everybody. Wow, it has been an interesting week to say the least. So first we started out with like super negative temperatures, negative 33 degrees, and now we are having a snowstorm where we're supposed to get 12 inches of snow in the next couple of hours and we're already getting buried, which is great because I get to take my horse to the vet and who would like more than to drive on these kind of roads with that? Apparently I would because I'm a glutton for punishment. Anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. I wanted to do a quick little breather episode today to talk about some things that I've been encountering in the coaching space that are really difficult and I think that we need to get them out there. So today I want to talk a little bit about metabolism and my approach to repairing metabolisms or uh, things like that. So I work with a lot of former bodybuilding competitors. And when I get these people, it is really difficult. I almost cringe because there's a lot of things going on. So you have these people that saw themselves in the leanest, most shredded state of their life. So that's already kind of traumatizing in a way, right? And I'll get to that. (laughs) So when you get on stage and you are in the best shape of your life, it is really hard to come back from that. So you're living in this unsustainable state. Yes, you cannot live like that. So all of those people you see on Instagram and Facebook and the internet that are showing you their show pictures, you cannot live like that. You are in the most unhealthy state of your life. And eventually, you're going to have some major metabolic shutdown. So usually by the time people reach the stage, their thyroid has already downregulated. Females, if they had a current regular menstrual cycle, they have lost that cycle. They're no longer having it, which if if you have a menstrual cycle, you haven't had a hysterectomy or you're not taking some kind of birth control and your cycle is missing, that's a huge red flag, ladies. Like you really, really need to have a consistent menstrual cycle. Or if you're postmenopausal, obviously that's another reason why you wouldn't be having it. But anyway, by the time you get to the stage, you are in a very unhealthy state. If you are stage lean and you're the way you should be when you hit the stage. And if you're not, then you're probably still in the best shape you've ever been in your life. And you're still probably in an unhealthy state due to the ways that you got there. And most people aren't prepping for these shows in a healthy way. They are in huge caloric deficits. Some people sub 1000 calories. They're doing hours and hours of cardio. There's so many hard things on their metabolic systems. So For example, you've now taken food away. So your body is kind of in panic mode already, and it's already started to downregulate these functions. So it has caused your thyroid to slow down so that you're not burning as many calories. People that are in a dieting phase and they get really super lean, they actually stop talking with their hands and things like that because their body is naturally 
making sure that it reserves the amount of energy it's burning. So even talking with your hands or doing extra movements, tapping your fingers or feet at your desk, your body shuts all that down without you even knowing it because it's starting to put your gas tank on reserve. So you have a lot of these things going on, hormonal pathways. So it's going to start to shut down progesterone and estrogen because it doesn't want you reproducing. You don't have the energy for that. So it starts getting rid of all of these little things that are costing it money. So you can kind of think when you're in an extreme dieting phase of you are broke and you've got to pay your rent. So what do you start doing? You cancel your Netflix subscription. You cancel your like fingernail appointments. You stop getting your fake lashes or whatever you do, right? You start pinching your pennies and your body is very similar in that respect. So when I get somebody that has been in a chronic dieting phase, and I'm going to use a competitor as an example here because they are some of the hardest ones to fix, although... I do get people that have been chronically dieting for long periods of time that also need to have some metabolic building done. So, uh, for example, um, working with a former competitor right now that is overweight, even though she has been not eating significantly enough food. And she is also really struggling in the adrenal department. So she came to me not eating enough. Well, you cannot further cut calories and expect to get results, right? You're going to be in a endless loop of destruction. So could I help this person lose weight? More than likely. The wrong way for me to do it would be to be like, okay, you've been eating a thousand calories a day, so let's cut you down to 500 and add a bunch of cardio. That would be the wrong way to do it because what are you doing? You're further down-regulating a dysregulated system And you're just going to get them back to the same place where if they do eat, they gain a ton of weight because their body is so downregulated. So you have to start building this metabolism slowly. And it can be really difficult. Now, this particular person is a really busy person, right? Going really hard all the time and it burns a ton of calories in their day-to-day life. So we had to factor that in. So when you go, and I'm just going to give you an example here. So when you go and you get like a body scan at your local nutrition shop, there's a couple of them. There's like InBody, there's Evolt. Um, Some people have the little scales that you can stand on that give you a rough rough estimate. Um, You can get DEXA scans. There's a lot of those kind of things, right? When you go and you get these done, there's going to be a number on there, and it's called the BMR, your basal metabolic rate. This is how much tissue you have and how many calories it takes to fuel the estimated amount of tissue in those scans. So those scans are not necessarily accurate. However, they can give you a rough rough estimate of what your basal metabolic rate is. So this metabolic rate is the amount of calories that you would take just sitting around doing absolutely nothing. Like if you laid in your bed all day, you didn't like move around a lot or say you slept for two days, this particular number would be how much you would be burning doing nothing. So to break this down for you, the average female, uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm just going to say the average female. I'm not even going to throw a weight out there. The average female sits between 1,100 and 1,400 calories a day doing nothing. Now, the more muscle you have, the higher that number is going to be. 
So if you're somebody that has been chronically dieting and eating only a thousand calories a day, you can see that you are already in a huge deficit. So your basic needs are 1,400, 12 to 1,400 calories. You're only eating 1,000. That leaves your body in a 200-calorie deficit if we're using the 1,200-calorie number. Okay, so then what happens? Our body's like, well, shit, we don't have enough energy coming in. We better start cutting costs. Let's shut off that Netflix. So it will pick a something and it will shut it down. It may be hormone production. It may be your thyroid production. It may be you talking with your hands. It may make you tired because you don't have enough energy to go out. And so you're like, well, it kind of sets you back down. So now your basal metabolic rate has been lowered and your body has adapted to this new amount. So now you're only burning a thousand calories a day to make up for the nutrition that you're bringing in. Now, initially you can lose weight on this. Because your body is going to switch some processes over. You're going to burn your own fat for energy. It's going to have some of that. So your body doesn't totally shut down. However, I think for females in the studies, they say it's two weeks of being in a deficit before you downregulate again, before you see thyroid impact and hormonal impact, right? So strategically, if you are trying to help somebody lose weight that has metabolic issues, you are going to try to build their metabolism up. So you're going to try to get their system adjusted in the opposite direction that it is now at when you are in a deficit. Now, you may not be somebody dealing with this chronic di chronic dieting thing, and that's totally fine, right? So say you are somebody that's been chronically overeating. Chances are your metabolism is probably pretty high. So that's where you, instead of going from eating a free-for-all and having no idea what you're eating or eating a ton, you actually just find a reasonable number and start with that number and make that number consistent. So I think like a good number for people is just go to the daily recommendations, go to 2000 calories. It's pretty dang reasonable. Most people are overeating like far beyond 2000 calories, right? Go to 2,000 calories and consistently track that for six to eight weeks and see how you do, because that's a safe number that's probably not going to negatively impact you. Now, keep in mind, 3,500 calories is a pound of body fat gain. So fluctuations you see on the scale from a day-to-day -day basis, if you're eating 2,000 calories a day, are probably not going to be body fat gain. So I want you to kind of keep that in mind. Okay, so if you are somebody that is coming from a overeating background, I suggest finding something in the middle and just make it consistent. Begin to track your food. Put yourself at a fair number because you never know, you might lose weight. If you don't lose weight, then you can adjust from there. Take another four, five, six, eight week block, Reduce your calories by 100 to 200 calories and be consistent for that block. You cannot manage what you don't measure. And if you're not consistent, you don't know what your body is actually doing. Consistency is not eating perfect five days a week and free-for-alling on the weekends either. Maybe one, possibly two free meals, untracked meals a week, and these aren't free-for-alls. Keep in mind, 3,500 calories is a pound of body fat. So if you are dieting or in a 100 calorie deficit per day for a week, that's 700 calories that you have now potentially lost. 
but then you go and you binge eat on the weekends and you eat 3,500 calories, you didn't even lose a half a pound. Does that make sense? So I suggest being consistent. That is going to trump anything. And if you are just entering in a diet phase, find a reasonable number and stick with that for a period of time. A healthy amount of fat loss is one half of a pound a week. That's a healthy number. Potentially up to a pound a week if you're somebody that has a lot of fat to lose. Now, let's talk about that. Some women that think they are overweight don't have that much weight to lose, so their rate of loss is going to be much slower and they need to be more patient because if you push somebody I'm just going to use an example here. I have females that are five foot four and 160 pounds, and they aren't cut like the people they see on Instagram. So they want to go on a diet and they expect to lose 10 pounds in a month. Well, guess what? If you don't have that much to lose and you have significant muscle tissue, then expecting to lose more than a half a pound a week is insanity. So if you want to lose eight pounds, you're looking at at least eight weeks. That's a reasonable number. Now, there should be push and pull in your diet phases. So if you are getting down to a number that is low, let's say 1,400 calories, 1,200 calories, you cannot sustain this amount of calories for a long period of time. This is where push phases are really important. You push for a while, you might eat in a deficit for a while or cut calories for a while, but no more than six to eight weeks, and you need to kind of take a diet break, bring things back up for a minute, and just maintain and let you kind of reset your thermometer on your body. So takeaway here, start at a reasonable number if you're just entering into a diet phase. You can always pull a little bit from that. However, if you start too low, then you get to a place where you can no longer pull. Now, if you're somebody that has been chronically dieting, such as a competitor or somebody with an eating disorder or things like that, then you have to approach it a little bit differently. Sometimes this looks like gaining a little before you can move into a fat loss phase. It looks like rebuilding the metabolism and resetting the thermostat to a higher place. Because if your thermostat's set at a thousand calories, you have no place to go. You are going to be stuck in this endless circle of metabolic crisis where you diet, 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 everything down regulates. And then the minute you put a bite of food in your mouth, you're going to start gaining weight really easily because your body is hanging on to that. So let's discuss something else that comes along with that, that I'm seeing a ton right now in the fat loss space. And that is the mental health portion. I know. Crazy, very, very big thing. A lot of people due to the nature of the fitness industry have very unrealistic fitness goals. Yes, I just said that. You are not going to look shredded in your first year of training, or you might. Maybe some people have some really good genetics. It's few and far between. Most women have larger hips and thighs. They're not made to have a six pack of abs. So, we have very unrealistic expectations on what we should look like and the amount of time it takes to get there. So 
making sure that you have grace with your journey is huge. You're not going to look like a fitness model in six months. Well, you might. I mean, it's doable. I've seen it done a million times for people that want to cut for bodybuilding shows, but then they are left in metabolic chaos and crisis. And not only is their physical health devastated, so is their mental health. So a lot of this can also be mental. We get in a hurry. We don't embrace the journey. We want to abuse our body into a certain look versus working with it and getting healthy and letting that manifest into the way that our looks are. So people that want to abuse their body into a certain place rarely have long lasting results. They are the people that are inflamed. They're unhappy. Their mental, their physical, and their spiritual health is all affected. So I'm going to tell you a little personal story on this. When I was bodybuilding, I was 111 pounds and I hated my body. So just because you think that you're going to look like a fitness model and that's going to save you and make you all happy doesn't mean anything because it's always going to be more and more and more. And I will tell you, I was in the most unhappy place ever when I was 111 pounds. And then I was so metabolically downregulated after doing bodybuilding show after bodybuilding show that I couldn't eat. I was sustaining 1,500 calories a day and I gained 55 pounds. And that was a point where I had to tell my body, listen, body, I'm sorry that I did all this. I'm not ever going to chronic cardio you again. I'm not going to starve you again. I'm going to let you do what you need to do in order to reset your thermostat. And I was very gracious with myself. I started finding the good things, even though... My body didn't look so great. And that's a lot of pressure when you're a personal trainer and when you do this for a living, right? But I was doing what was right for me. So I let my body level out. It took about three years, right? So after the first year, things started getting a little better. I was able to have free meals here and there. And I wasn't having to be so diligent with my calories. And I slowly brought my calories up. We're talking 50 calories a week tops. Like, weekly. And I brought this up slowly until my body could level out. And finally, after about a year, my body leveled out and I was able to eat more and more without gaining weight. My thyroid also got better. My lab numbers improved. Like there was a lot of things that had to be improved underneath of the hood before I would be in a place for a fat loss phase. So I started maintaining looking better and having less inflammation 50 pounds higher than my stage weight, which is 111 pounds. So by year three, I was reverse dieted all the way up to 3000 calories. So I had kind of reset my metabolic thermostat. So then I was optimized to lose fat and I could cut 250 calories a day and lose pretty quickly because I had significant muscle mass that I had been feeding in order to reset my metabolism. So I hope this sheds a little bit of light on things. I want you to know if you are struggling to lose fat, there is a reason why. And it can be frustrating at times, especially when you're somebody that needs to reverse diet because you have nowhere to go. But cutting carbohydrates, cutting calories, doing all these things ultimately are just going to keep you in the place that you're at, which is stuck. And another big thing behind that is also like, you could cut carbs, right? And instantly have somebody lose more weight. It could change some metabolic triggers. But if you're somebody that's already chronically stressed out and worried about your weight and you have a lot going on, 
Then you're looking at cortisol problems and further metabolic issues on top of that all. So I don't recommend drastic anything when trying to change the metabolism, whether it's to make it bigger and better or to downregulate things because you're going to get into a diet phase, whatever that may be. And I guess downregulate is not the word I'm looking for, but if you're going to be in a diet phase or you're going to be in a surplus phase, these things take time. So make sure that you're giving yourself grace and make sure that you're putting yourself in a reasonable place because drastic measures give you drastic results. And if you swing that pendulum on the body one way or the other, it's going to swing back harder the other direction. So you have to be able to approach these things with a strategy, especially anytime when you have a push and pull phase. Yes, you can push from people. Yes, you can pull from them, but you need to have an exit strategy to get them back to a place where they're not going to be gaining a ton of weight either direction. So I hope this helps. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Connie Bigani if you have any questions and have an awesome week. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about me, my online programs, or to inquire about coaching, please visit www.conninightingale.com. And remember, nothing in the contents of this show is intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any illness, and it is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your primary care physician before implementing any new health protocols.